Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you keep speaking. So we don't have to worry if we forget. We don't have to worry if we can't remember everything. Because you keep speaking. Your word is alive and it's active. And so Holy Spirit, we ask that you would take the word of God this morning and just apply it to our hearts and minds. May we open our hearts, Lord, and open our minds to receive. We thank you that you are a personal God who can speak to us personally this morning. Help us to be hungry and open and receptive to you this morning. And we ask for your anointing upon Melissa. We thank you for what she's prepared, and we trust your spirit, and we trust your word right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Life can be pretty disappointing, can't it? At the moment, there's a few disappointing things happening. Um, we were supposed to go to Queensland. I think Nate and Sarah were trying to get to Queensland as well this week. And, of course, Central Coast is considered very high risk. Uh, so we are not allowed in Queensland at this time, which is a bit sad. So I think for the third or fourth time, we've had to cancel our plans to go to Queensland, which is okay because, you know, there's other ways to get there um, when everything um, comes back to comes some kind of normal again. Hey, Um I got a pretty high level of faith, and I can, I can be pretty resilient at times. I can keep pushing through when life gets tough, and I can make things happen. But when there's discouragement after discouragement, then getting back up, dusting yourself off, and getting going again seems to get that little bit harder and harder. Have you ever found that? Just keeps getting knocked down. Like, really, really. Some of you might be here today and you might be feeling a little bit burdened or sad or, or some of those hard emotions that it's even hard to, to get to somewhere like church. And I just want to say I'm glad you're here. I'm really glad that you, you got here today um, to be with us. Now, when I was growing up, um, we lived in a house with this great um, view out our back dining room window across um, some farmland, had a bit of a swamp in the middle, towards the mountains on the other side of that was the beach. And I would sit on the table, eat my breakfast and look out the window. That's the way I, I loved looking out windows. Um, and one day we're quite young and probably about, I don't know, 10 maybe, 12. And we could see a rainbow had landed right in the middle of the swamp. We went, Mum, can we go get the pot of gold? She's like, okay. So I'm sure she just wanted an hour of peace and quiet, right? So off we go on our bikes, down the hill, into the swamp. We came back so muddy, filthy. We were just covered in everything. Uh, we couldn't find that pot of gold. I don't know where it was, but it was not there. And we had searched quite a bit for it. Couldn't find it anywhere. Bit disappointing. What about if you have something that you really, really, really wanted but you knew that it was almost impossible to get. You know, really want something, but it's just a pipe dream. And then in this strange turn of events, it happens. Wow. <laughs> what? You, maybe you thought you bombed a test and, and then you get the results and you actually did quite good. Bit of a surprise, eh? Hey? Anyone had that happen? Yeah. You know, oh, I'm a lot smarter than I thought I was. <laughs> Look at that. Or, or maybe you've been in the position of holding a pregnancy test with everything crossed, going, come on, come on, come on. And, and the answer you wanted was right there when you didn't expect it to be. What about the times we see a Bradbury result? You know, you're coming in the back of the pack and all of a sudden you cross the line in first place. That's a great way to happen. It would be great if we got more of those in life, wouldn't it? It would be really great. 
And all of a sudden, you're standing in a place where you've got this result that you've always wanted. What do you do with that? Now, these days, people just go straight to Facebook or Instagram and just go, look at this, look at this. Uh, and that's what we do. In the Bible, we have Psalm 126. And these guys were in exactly that position. They had been talking about going back home again. They'd been sent to exile. They wanted to come back again. And Psalm 126 is when they're singing because all of a sudden they're right back where they dreamed of being all this time. Let's read it. Psalm 126 verse 1 starts with, When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, it was as if we were dreaming. Our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with joyful songs. Then the nation said, the Lord has done spectacular things for them. Amen. The Lord has done spectacular things for us and we are overjoyed. We are overjoyed. Who wants to live in that place? God has done so much for me. People outside are noticing how much God has done for me. And we're just going to be overjoyed because too often we get the blessing from God and we walk away going, yeah, thanks very much. God wants us to live in a place of joy. So the Passion Translation of uh, verse 2, where it says, uh, our mouths are filled with laughter and our tongues with joyful songs. The Passion Translation says, we laughed and laughed and overflowed with gladness. Now, have you ever been in that position that you laughed so much? Yes. Yeah, yeah, crying. I'll show you a picture. This is Sandy and I. Uh, we were out and Sandy said something very, very funny. And that's at the end of us laughing so hard we couldn't breathe. Um, we had laughs. So we had tears. Our mouths were hurting. And we, um, we laughed. It, she did something like a line of the Greek wedding when we're trying to take a photo of ourselves. You know, pull my neck, you pull yours or whatever it is. It, it was funny. <laughs> we probably both needed it too. All right. But we want to laugh and laugh so much joy that we, our mouths hurt. We want that. And so that everyone notices that it's so contagious that the nations around saw that must be God. How do you want your life to be so contagious that people look at it and say, that must be God? Are we hearing testimonies today? That must be God. That must be God. So how do we experience this great joy in life? Well, I think there's four occasions where many experience great joy and sense that God has done great things in their lives. And the first one is salvation. Yeah, I know, I'm so excited. At Long Jenny, we normally have these little sheets and we stopped using them because, you know, coronavirus. But we've got them back. So if you've got one of these on your seat or nearby, grab one and... For everyone that's new, since we used these before, um, you can write the little words in that belong there. Um, so the first one is salvation next to number one. Uh, you can write notes on it. You can draw pictures, whatever you need to do to help listen and take in what God's got for you today. Uh, if you don't have one, I think there's some more with Andrew or up the back. I don't know. If you don't have one, just see Andrew. He'll help. So number one, salvation brings joy. The gospel is joy. The gospel is joy. It is my privilege to be able to be participating in seeing or hearing about people coming to relationship with Jesus. It is by far one of my most favorite things to do. 
I love watching people come out the front to receive Jesus. I love people putting their hands up to receive Jesus because it means they're stepping into a whole new life, whole new future with Jesus. I absolutely love it. And it brings me so much joy. The joy of salvation is something that never gets old. So don't lose the joy of your salvation. Don't lose it. Take some time right now. Now you've got paper here. Take some time to write down what you left behind when you started a new life with Jesus and write down what your life is like now. If you want to know more about this kind of um, way of doing things, there's a thing that's called Cardboard Testimonies. If you Google that and watch it, um, it is just so inspiring watching how people's changed from what it was to what it is now with Jesus. Cardboard testimonies is what you need to Google. So let's do it down. What, we, well, you can get, write them down. You can yell them out if you want. Why don't you yell out what your life was like before Jesus? Just a couple of words. What was your life like be- before Jesus? Was it sadness, depression? Broken, yeah. Just existing, not living. Yeah, that's a great one. Selfish, yeah, yeah. Last, yeah, so many things. Fearful, drowning, darkness, so many. Listen to your testimonies, they're amazing. Okay, let's flip it now. What's some words to describe what your life is like with Jesus? Joy, amazing. Feast, peace. These masks are really hard to hear. Peace, feast, what else? Freedom. You found your identity. How good is that? Future with Jesus. How good is that? You're feeling a bit of joy? Joy of salvation? So good to be reminded of that. Salvation brings joy. Okay, number two, spiritual victory brings joy. Spiritual victory brings joy. Now, who wants spiritual victory? Me. Yes, me. I want to be victorious over all these things that I have in my life that I haven't got control of yet. I absolutely want victory over that. The problem is, what comes before a victory? A battle. Not as much fun there, is it? (laughs) We want the victory. To get the victory, you've got to go through the battle. We've got to do it. And the problem is, sometimes we're in the battle and we quit before we actually get the victory. So we don't see the joy of a spiritual victory. We don't see it because we stop too soon. 1 Timothy 6, 11 and 12 says, Flee from all this, pursue, here's the good stuff, righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. There's a battle you want to be in, hey? Going for those things. So if you feel like you're in a spiritual battle today, keep going. Keep going going. Don't quit. Don't quit. The joy is coming. Keep on picking up your Bible. Keep on calling out to Jesus. Keep on deciding to follow him every day. The joy of the spiritual victory is on its way. Ephesians 6.13 says, after you've done everything to stand, after you've done everything, you just need to stand with him. And God wants us to stand and see the joy of a spiritual victory. Number three, being together brings joy. (laughs) It's so true. That's right. It is so true. The word for that is fellowship. It's it's a weird word. Um, We don't use it that often very 
<laughs> we don't use it very often anymore. But it, there's no other word I can find that describes it so well. Fellowship is just like being two fellows or two people on the same ship. You're going in the same direction. We're heading for heaven. We're doing life together. We're going there. If someone wants to go in a different direction, they're going to, like, drown. We need to be together. We need to do it together. That's being together is our fellowship. So at Long Jetty, we have um, values that we have that we've existed on for many, many years. They're articulated, and you might, uh, hopefully, as I read them out, you might go, yeah, that... I've experienced that here because that's what I believe the essence of this place actually is. The first one is acceptance. Come as you are. If you have a bust, you show up, we'll love you anyway. You know, if you have a hard life, you have a hard relationship, you have a hard day, come, we're going to love you anyway because that's what we do, right? Come as you are. Relationship is our second one. We're all family doing life together. Everyone's got a part to play here. We're family. The parents, the spiritual parents of our church, so into the children. Aunts and uncles, we're all family. We do life together. Third one is transformation. More of God, less of me. Now, we want you to come as you are, but we also require that you start working on yourself. Because how you came in, we don't want you to be the same person three years later. We want to see the growth. We want to see more of Jesus in our lives and less of me, less of me. And the last one is empowerment, realising and reaching our potential. Now we're going to step into roles. We're going to step into ministry, step into leadership, step into new areas of our life that we never had before. We've had people that have had um, not been able to have access to their children go and get full access to their children and do it brilliantly. That's reaching their potential. You know, we've seen leaders rise up. We've seen people get sent off to do ministry full-time. We've seen all different ways. What that looks like is different for everyone. But we want to see you reach your potential in Jesus. So if you want to grow as a disciple of Jesus, we need to do it together. We need to bump alongside other people who are passionately for you and your journey. We want to see each of us grow like Jesus. We want to encourage, accept, and help each other grow. And it brings joy because it's alive, vibrant and growing. That's why we love coming here, right? That's why we love Sunday mornings and different things during the week. That's that, that thing that people talk about when they come that's different here. We love being together because we love Jesus and we want to see him in each other's lives. And that brings joy. Number four, God's work brings joy. Now, Jesus talked about this the night before he died. He talked to his disciples about experiencing this joy. He said in Matthew 15, 11, I've told you these things so that you can have the same joy that I have and so that your joy will be to the fullest possible joy. Wow. So he knows he's going to die the next day. He knows he's going to be resurrected three days later and he's teaching his disciples about joy. He wants them to know what's going to happen. He says, I want you, even through all of this, to have the fullest possible joy. Even through all this, I want you to have the fullest possible joy. And that's what he's working to do on each of our lives. So my, co- my question is, how can I cooperate with that? 
how can I cooperate with Jesus wanting me to have the fullest possible joy? Well, I can take the first steps in my journey with him. If I'm not a Christian yet, it might be time to make that decision to become one. And if I am a Christian, maybe I need to make the decision to, to, to move things around in my life differently to how they are now. Sometimes the scary thing about joy is sometimes we need to let go of something in order to grab hold of the joy. It's kind of, like, you know, when you're on monkey bars, and I haven't been able to successfully do monkey bars for a little while now. My kids do them and they're pretty, pretty good on them. But to go across a monkey bar, you've got to let go of one and grab the next one. you got to let go of one. You can't just keep holding on to that first one, can you? You're not going anywhere. You're probably going to drop after a while because it hurts. Um, but you have to swing across. You need to let go. And what Jesus is saying is, if you want to move forward with me, you have to let go. Have to let go of that thing that you're holding on to. You can build your whole life on education or a career or on a family. You can build your whole life on, on money or whatever. And we think it's going to give us joy. But it's not happening. So we keep working so much more because we really want joy. And the world keeps saying, if you want happiness, just buy these things, have these things, do these things, go these places, live this way. But they haven't got the answer because that's not where you get joy. It's not where you get joy. Jesus comes and he says, I want you to have a great family. I want you to have a great career. But that's not where joy is going to be found. The joy is found in connecting with me and your relationship with me. And by the way, even if you have a rotten family and a terrible career, you can still have joy. You can still find joy because you can connect with me. That's where joy is found. So imagine you're hanging on to a branch on the side of the cliff and you're holding on saying, that's what's going to give me joy. And I'm not letting go of that because that's the very thing that's going to give me what I need. And Jesus is saying today, I just want you to let go. It's scary. It's scary because we've placed all our hopes and dreams on this thing. We've placed it on and we don't want to let go. It's scary to do that. Jesus reaches out and says, grab on. I want to give you joy, but you've got to let go. When you face that fear, when you let go and grab on to what he has, all of a sudden you'll experience joy that you've never experienced in your life before. So my question for you today, what's your branch? What thing are you holding on to that you don't want to let go and let Jesus what thing is the security that you have? What thing is the security that you have that you wish would give you joy, but it's not? The truth of the matter is these things that we hold on to were never meant to give us joy. So we can choose to be discouraged for the rest of our lives. And there's a lot to be discouraged about in our lives. There is. I mean, all you have to do is watch the news. There's a lot of things to be discouraged about. We can be angry for the rest of our lives. And there's a lot of things that we can be angry about. We can choose to be cynical for the rest of our lives. We could choose to be bitter. 
when we have a choice, we can choose joy because there is a lot to be joyful about. It's the good news of God, the good plan of God, the good grace of God, the goodness of God in our lives. We can choose to be a joyful person. So that's the choice we can make right now. So I want to end by giving us a few moments to connect with him. Let's talk to God. So why don't you close your eyes? And I just want to encourage you. Maybe this is the first time you've ever prayed a prayer asking for joy. Or maybe it's the first time in a long time. So I encourage you just to follow me in this prayer. Father, I want your joy in my life. I want your joy. So I'm willing to be on the journey. I know you've sent it in Jesus Christ. I want to find joy right here. Now, for some of you, it might be the first time you're praying a prayer like this. And I encourage you to just make this choice to trust God rather than trusting yourself. You might want to commit your life to Jesus today. Say, God, I'm trusting you with even the wrong things I've done. I need your forgiveness. I'm trusting you to forgive me instead of trusting myself to make it all better and make it right. I'm trusting you to guide me rather than trusting myself to figure it out. You've made me for a life that's blessed and guide me in that life. Jesus, I just pray now as we listen to you and what you have to say to us, that Lord, we will sense that thing that we're holding on to, that we need to just give up and take hold of a relationship with you with both hands. If you'd like to come this morning and pray at the front, we have places you can come and stand, sit, kneel, just to spend time with God. Spend time committing to Him what He's been saying to you today and your response to Him. The band will sing and there's time for you to do that. Let's do it as we just hear Him right now. Amen.